Mindfulness Mode 63. Being online, I think it's even more important to be trustworthy and have integrity. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining us. As appreciation for listening, I have a meditation infographic for you called Calm Your Busy Mind. This download focuses on breathing, exercise, and mantras. Get your copy at mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. You're listening to Solo Weekends with Bruce, and today we're talking about trust. Trust is the confident expectation of something, like hope. And that's from dictionary.com. And when you think about that, confident expectation of something, hmm, that's something that we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really excited today because I just returned from Podfest in Tampa, and I had a chance to be a speaker there and mix with so many people that are of the same mindset that I am, podcasters, people that are just really into podcasting. And there was such a feeling of connection there. And I think trust is a big part of that because we just kind of, because we're in the same vein, we're in the same topic, we just kind of had this level of trust. And so whoever I talked to, it just seemed like we had a connection. So I'm really excited to talk about trust today and excited to get some feedback from you, Mindful Tribe, about how you like Solo Weekends with Bruce and the different themes. Let me know what theme you would like us to talk about in the future. And you can reach me on Twitter at Bruce Langford. And of course, you can email me Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. But I have a surprise today. And I'm really excited because I brought my friend on and Elizabeth is here. Elizabeth Johnston, you might remember she was featured in episode 11, way back in episode 11. And the title of the episode is this, Child Bullying Victim Became University Prof and creativity expert. And guess what? This creativity expert is now starting her own podcast. And we're going to talk more about that in a little while. But let's stay on this topic of trust. I thought this would be kind of fun to just have a conversation with Elizabeth about trust. And I opened up with this dictionary.com explanation, trust is the confident expectation of something, as in hope. What do you think about that, Elizabeth? Well, you know, it's really interesting. uh, When you read the title of the podcast that I was featured on, podcast number 11 there, um, Child Bullying Victim to University Prof. And I think that the only way that somebody could go from that situation and end up where she did was trusting the process, you know, and having a confident expectation of hope that things would change and things would get, um, get better and be different. And, uh, and now that I think about it, you know, you listening to you just now, I think back to it and I always 
felt that there was something better. I always felt that there was going to be something different. And I always felt like I was striving and struggling and moving towards something. And and I realize now that, that I had trust in, in that process, even though at that point, I wouldn't have said that, you know, right. but looking back on it, definitely. Well, and trust, you know, it's really connected to confidence, isn't it? And you really had to pull together your confidence to push through that. Am I right? Yes, definitely. I th- and I think it's interesting that the dif- dictionary definition pairs trust with confidence. Again, something that I really hadn't thought about before, but it's so true that you have to dig deep inside to marshal those confident forces in order to propel yourself towards where you want to be and out of where you don't want to be. So yeah, that's definitely part of the process. I read a lot by John Kabat-Zinn, and I'm reading right now, and I just looked on a page that he talked about trust, and he said this. This is one of his quotes. Part of mindfulness practice is to cultivate a trusting heart. So what do you think a trusting heart is, Elizabeth? Hmm. I think it's something where you can really, yeah, be mindful and quiet but also really vulnerable. I think that a trusting heart is is also a vulnerable one. Yeah, so it's that whole piece of trusting yourself. Like when we talk about trust and confidence, I think we think about, at least I do, I think about kind of the outside world, you know, like yeah. the confidence that I show to others or the trust that I have in other people. But what about the trust we have for ourselves and the inner confidence? I think that's what John Kabat-Zinn is talking about. Do you think so? Yeah, I think that it's easier for us to kind of fake it till we make it. And um, I I think that our own confidence and our own trust in ourselves sometimes takes a back seat to the exterior, you know, to the persona that that we're projecting out there. And I think I think, you know, when you look at that issue from the perspective of mindfulness, I think it's about having that trust and that heart connection with yourself first before you have it out there. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I think that's really well said, Elizabeth. Yes. And it's cool. In the dictionary.com explanation, it went on and it used a few other choice words, which I thought, well, isn't this interesting? It said, reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety of a person or thing. And then it said confidence. So Mm -hmm. they've thrown a lot of words in there. Integrity. So, of course, integrity is related to trust, right? Yeah, I think so. Integrity and strength. Well, I suppose, yeah, strength, confidence, strength, trust. Yeah, you, you have to have a certain strength in order to trust yourself and in order to be confident, right? Yeah, it's interesting the way that all those words are interconnected and, and it's almost like this this net or this, this um, I don't know, patchwork or quilt or something you know things are you know that are connected and you can't really have one without the other um and and sometimes we do though you know sometimes we seem to have a lot of confidence but not so much trust and it's kind of like we have to find a balance where all of those aspects are equally um 
equally, uh, I don't know what the word is, mm-hmm. present, equally present and in I balance. So. And Elizabeth, when you said the word quilt, it just, an image popped right into my head back in, in my uh, early days and basically my childhood, growing up in the farm, farmhouse. My mother used to have some some friends in and they'd do this quilting thing and they'd have this quilt and it would be this huge big thing that was all in the kitchen spread out over the I think it was like over the kitchen table or something it was huge and all the ladies would come and they'd bring their needles and their thread and everything else and they'd do all this quilting and it's just kind of neat that you talked about you know the patchwork of all the different you know integrity and strength and ability and confidence and all this because I was thinking you know back in those days in the farmhouse we never even thought of locking the door I mean it wasn't even an issue we just came and went and I don't yeah. even know if the door had a lock on it like you just and all these people from the community would come in and they quilt and and you never, I never once thought, and I'm sure nobody else did, that, hey, just a minute, maybe we should lock the door. Maybe somebody here will know that we're going to be away or whatever. Like, those kinds of thoughts didn't even cross our mind. I mean, we had trust without even thinking that we had trust. Yes, I know. I know. It's such a different world today. It is a different world. But, you know, I remember I was uh, starting at a a school doing a teaching job and the the particular principal he had this philosophy and he said you know teachers he said the more you can show trust to your students the more they will trust you he said he said don't lock your classroom door don't lock your closets in your classroom don't lock cabinets and cupboards unless you just really really feel you have to because he said you know, showing that level of trust to your students, you're going to experience something really different coming back from them, a sense of trust. And so I experimented with that. And of course, being the music teacher, I had all kinds of music recording equipment and band instruments and all sorts of things. And yet I just exhibited to the students, look, you know, I trust you, you know, these, these cabinets are not locked and everything's open and you know, for the most part, I mean, within reason. And I think it's true. I think that they really had a different mindset because they knew I trusted them. So they they just seemed to connect more. What Does mm-hmm. that make sense to you, Elizabeth? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you, if you treat people um, as if they already are there, they even if they aren't, they often rise to that, you know. So if you expect something uh, from some somebody or a student um, and, um, and just demonstrate that instead of being didactic, but just, mm-hmm. you know, through your actions, that they often respond to that. You know, it makes me think of that talk that we went to in Toronto and Barbara D'Angelis, I don't know if you remember yes, her speaking. And when she came on stage and she stood there quietly as we clapped and yes. clapped, you know, and then she just waited for it to die down a little bit. And then she said, welcome, lightworkers. And I, I immediately felt 
warm, uh, you know, towards her. I kind of almost just melted inside a little bit because she, I felt, was speaking to our higher selves. Yes. You know, she greeted us as, you know, higher selves. And a lot of us were going there because we wanted to be better than we were when we, you know, before we left, um, before we arrived there, right? And so we're searching for things and um, and uh, searching to be better and improve ourselves and uh, get our message out there. And, uh, but she, you know, treated us as if we were already there. And I felt myself rising to that expectation. I loved her presentation, Elizabeth. Oh, wow. I just, yeah, I just was so empowered. I, I, and when she was closing it, I thought, oh no, don't stop. Keep going. And I just thought I've got to read more of her books. I've got to connect more with this woman. She was just incredible because like you say she connected through the power of silence almost yeah yeah Yeah, she was amazing really awesome so trust and mindfulness trust and mindfulness we talked about John Kabat-Zinn but how else do you think trust and mindfulness are related any thoughts Elizabeth that we haven't kind of talked about already well, actually, one of the things that I um, came across, uh, I was looking in my dictionary of word origins, and, and mm-hmm. it says that trust is actually uh, a word borrowed from Old Norse, which uh, referred to help, confidence, and firmness. Hmm. And I was thinking about firmness. And I think that, you know, I was thinking about people going on those um, those swinging bridges, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you really have to trust to go across there, you know, and, uh, and when we put our foot down, we want to feel like that there's firmness underneath our foot, you know, for us to go across that cavern. And, um, and I think that there has to be a, an element of firmness for us to put our foot out there and go towards our goal. Um, and so again, it's so interesting to to look at trust yes. and also mindfulness too, with with an um, with an eye to firmness, um, because I think when when we're meditating or you know um, when we're even journeying, we we need to feel light. We need to feel you know kind of separate i i guess from yes the daily grind or or whatnot but we still need to have a sense of rightness or firmness before we can actually get the benefits of mindfulness and and meditation and and i just hadn't really thought about that you know until our discussion today about how you need this lightness and softness and firmness you know you have to have that vulnerability you have to have that open heart you have you know so much has to go on in order to trust mindfully and to trust fully it really does. And I just love how you brought up that image of the swinging suspension bridge. When we were in BC on a vacation, there was this huge one. It's called the Capilano Suspension Bridge. Yeah. And it's just huge. And yeah. I thought, oh, man, this is exciting. Darlene thought, I'm not going on that. And, <laughs> and she didn't She didn't want to go across. Ben was nervous. Like he was probably only about like seven or so. And he was nervous, but he went across and kind of like step by step slowly. And then we got over on the other side, Ben and I. We were just looking around and everything. And then 
he started, it was, I think this is kind of funny. He had to go to the bathroom. And, and so it's like, oh, well, you're going to have to go back across because the washrooms are on the other side. And so I'm like, okay, we'll go back across. So he gets on the thing and he just ran all the oh, way wow. across because he had to go to the bathroom. He just forgot yeah. all about the whole idea of being scared. Like, forget that. Oh, I just have to, I, like, it was like he had a purpose. He had a reason. And isn't that something? If, yeah. you know, if you have a purpose and a reason to do something, then I think trust just kind of settles in and you almost have an automatic confidence. You're just moving forward. Isn't it in times in your life when you don't have that direction, you start to waver, your trust becomes thin, your confidence is shaky? Yes. Well, you know, having a purpose, that really reminded me of the classes that I teach, you know, um, mm-hmm. creative writing classes, uh, screenwriting classes. Uh, and a lot of times students will be really nervous or fearful of embarking on writing their story. They want to know everything first. They want to know how to do everything first before even trying it out. And I always tell them, I said, look, I said, you have to start somewhere. And you could you could train. You could be like a writer's apprentice for 20 years and learn all about these different things. And you still won't be any readier to write your opus uh, than you are now, you know, because part of the training is doing it. And you just have to trust in the process. It's not going to be a straight line, you know, across that mm-hmm. suspension bridge. It's not going to be yeah. that way. You're not going to go from A to Z in, in a straight line. Um, no artwork has ever been created with, you know, such directness and ease. There's right, always, yeah. you know... Exactly. Um, there's always detours and uh, you have to trust in that unknowing, you know, because there's going to be stuff you don't know, but you, you work through it. And like your son, you know, you just you have a goal and you just run for it. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I like that image, there. you know, of him yeah. running across that suspension bridge, just no, no worry, no nerves, no anxiety at all. And especially yeah. when it's in my mind of him walking across it when he was nervous. But, yeah. you know, I love that you brought up the creative writing thing because – I do a lot of writing and one of the things I've been taught and I'm sure you teach this too is you just you get your ideas you get your thoughts you make your structure and then you just write and you don't edit as you go right at least most people recommend that and so I find that I have to have trust not to edit as I go and sometimes I have to just literally say stop it Bruce stop it you just just write it it doesn't matter how you know, if the sentences aren't even structured or there's bad grammar or spelling, just keep going, keep motoring, just get yes. those ideas down on the paper. You can come back and edit it later. And that's to me about trust, because as I go, I want it to be perfect. As I go, I want to get everything just right. And I know that's not the best way to achieve. And I know that because I've been taught that. Yeah. But a lot of times we're taught ways to have trust or taught how trust can help us, aren't we? Mm. And that's like you teach in your courses. Mm. Well, I think that we we all fall victim to the pace of life, the frenetic pace of life. And we all want to be more efficient with our time. We want to learn things uh, so that we can do it in half the time and then a quarter of the time. You know, we want to get really uh, quick and efficient. We're just and trying too darn hard, aren't we, Elizabeth? 
Yeah. Like, isn't that mindfulness too? Like, let it go. And I don't know how, like, I know how to let it go, but it's really difficult sometimes, isn't it? Because you're right. The way you're describing it, we really have to just back off because we're trying so hard to do all the right things. Yeah. And then that actually interferes with the creative process because it's in you kind of blindly finding your way through the story or whatever it is mm-hmm. that those amazing things can happen, you know, and um, and and that's that requires you to trust that something amazing is going to happen. You don't know what it is, but uh, it definitely won't happen if you don't have that trust. So speaking of trust. You are starting a podcast and you're trusting that it's going to happen. You have a you have a launch date. Tell me about the trust you've had to instill in yourself in order to make this happen. Okay, well, this has been a, a pretty interesting journey for me. <laughs> I <laughs> I, uh, I'm a freelance writer and I've been, you know, writing, uh, for over 20 years and do a lot of interview based, uh, articles and whatnot. And, and so I'm really comfortable with interviewing, but when I st- started the podcast, all of a sudden I had to look at it from a different point of view because I thought, oh, well, it's just the same as, you know, interviewing somebody for an article that I'm writing, you know, ask them questions and that is simple. But um, but all of a sudden I realized, oh, I'm part of the the end result now. You know, my voice yes. is up there. And uh, so I'm up there, you know, with my my interviewee, too. And uh, all of a sudden I got really self-conscious mm. when I was doing my interviews. But uh, I quickly got over that. But, yeah. you know, it's a, it's an interesting process. Um, but also I um, – I've been doing a lot of interviews and um, since I think um, October. I think you were one of my first interviews, Bruce. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, so now I, I think I have uh, you know fifteen uh, or sixteen interviews done, and I'm doing the uh, the editing of them, putting things together because mm-hmm. uh, my launch date was supposed to be this coming Monday, mm-hmm. but I'm po- postponing it until uh, the week after for uh, March 14th, because uh, last week, not only did I come down with a wicked cold, but I also, my Apple computer died. <laughs> mm, and you had to have a lot of trust then, didn't you? And yeah, and because I I um, didn't have uh, them backed up on my external hard drive. Ouch. I, I had a couple of them, but I hadn't done um, a backup since November 30th. Okay. And uh, so, and I just, I had to trust that if I take it to the Apple store, that something good will happen. Or at least I will say, you know, I'll get my podcast. So anyway, were you freaking tried, out, Elizabeth? Tell me the truth. I, like, were I was. You? Yeah. I was. I, I actually, I was, I was freaking out for about three minutes. Oh, okay. And then I thought. I thought, okay, I just can't freak out about this anymore because if they're gone, they are gone. And if they're not gone, then some genius at the Apple store is going to find them for me. So you were mindful about the whole thing and you just probably took a deep breath and you just, just calmed yourself down. Way to go. Yeah, I was. And I think it really helped that I had the cold <laughs> because I didn't have energy to be worried. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, what's your podcast going to be called, Elizabeth? It's uh, Own Your Creativity. And uh, and I I started it. Well, my, my website is ownyourcreativity.com. And uh, I started the podcast, though, because 
I'm really interested in how people approach creativity. There are so many different ways that people manifest creativity in their lives. And a lot of times my students will think that they can't have a nine to five job and be creative. Um, And so a lot of times it's all or nothing. Uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of my students, and and I really want them to see that there's uh, all different kinds of creativity, and uh, to what degree is up to you, but that there's there's definitely um, a room in your life for creativity. And in fact, I think that we all need creativity to one degree or another in our lives. And I think if we don't have that, we're really missing out on something. So for me, the the podcast is an exploration of different ways to be creative uh, in your life and uh, and how to how to manifest it more in your life. Great. I really look forward to your to your podcast. And I'll just type in own your creativity to iTunes, I'm sure. Yeah, ownyourcreativity.com and then you'll have a link there. That's right. Yes, right, exactly. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Well, that what you say reminds me of, you know, people who have mainstream jobs and then they decide to become an entrepreneur and sometimes it's gradual, sometimes it's not, but you have to have a lot of trust to move from that comfort zone of a job into entrepreneurship and tell us about your trust that you had when you started doing more online work. Yes. Well, for me, I've always been kind of an independent person, even though I've been working at university and colleges for mm-hmm. decades now. And But I've never had a traditional nine to five job except for, you know, short, uh, temporary secretarial job type things. Um, and, uh, so I guess I already feel like I'm an entrepreneur, even though I'm really not or wasn't. And, uh, but, um, but then I, a few years ago, I, I decided that because the university situation is so precarious and, and, um, the, the courses that I've been getting, some of them are disappearing. Um, uh, the cor- actually course enrollment is down 30% in the university, um, this year. So, and it's expected to be, you know, the same next year. So that reduces courses, uh, that are allocated to professors. And so I just thought, you know, I really need to, uh, trust in my own expertise and in the process of putting more of the things that I do online. And it's been really exciting to, venture into that frontier the online frontier and meet so many amazing people who are looking for creative outlets yeah it is really exciting and as we wrap up today you know i I just want to thank you so much elizabeth for chatting with me about trust and i want to mention something that albert einstein said that was another one of the quotes that i didn't mention it yet he said this whoever is careless with the truth in small matters cannot be trusted with important matters. So, Mm. I mean, that's kind of going back to that whole idea, you know, you have to be trustworthy in even the smallest ways because you won't be seen as a trustworthy person. And it doesn't matter whether they're the tiniest little things or or not because it it just does make a difference. And, I mean, someone, an adult, came into my life who – I found out that they, on two or three occasions, they they lied, and it was a blatant lie. And, mm. and it's just a- amazing how the perception of that person just, just took a nosedive because mm-hmm. you just feel, well, you know what? From now on, I really cannot trust that person. Yeah. And, and wow, yeah. that's – and, you know, I was thinking about the difference in trust between – 
adults and children. I mean, we know and understand that children are experimenting and they're, you know, trying testing underst- things yeah, out, testing things out, trying to figure out, you know, this whole thing about honesty and telling uh, an untruth, telling a lie and being honest and does it really make a difference and so on. So as adults, we we give them some latitude. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We have to. Mm-hmm. Of course you have to. And yeah. of course we have to give adults some too. And of course that would be another topic is forgiveness. But yeah. trust in the first place, it's really important to be, I think, as trustworthy as you possibly can. And it, of course, extends to honesty. But any last yeah. thoughts, Elizabeth, as we wrap up? Well, I think that, you know, being online, I think it's even more important to be trustworthy and have integrity because you don't have that face-to-face contact with people so that they can make their judgments physically, you know, whether they feel comfortable with you or trust you. And so I think it's it's even more important uh, online. Yeah, I do too. And I think in this day and age, I think we've come to this point where, you know, it's all about authenticity and transparency. Yes. And mm-hmm. if anyone gets the the least idea that you're not being yourself, you're not being yeah. who you are, that yeah. it's just you're not you're not trusted. And the yeah. more you can put yourself out there and share a bit of yourself and show to people, hey, this is just me. This is who I am. And I know you do the same thing. I think it's it's all about trust. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, too. You know, with these weekends, uh, you know, uh, your weekend podcast, I, I think mm-hmm. this is an amazing idea. And and I really am looking forward to uh, to hearing more of them. Thanks, Elizabeth. And it's great having you to chat with, because personally, I just think it's kind of more interesting to hear two people chatting sometimes than just one. And I, I mean, sometimes monologues are awesome. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I can enjoy monologues, but I just decided to try this. So Mindful Tribe, give me some feedback. Will you let me know how you like the whole idea of me chatting with, with someone else like the marvelous Elizabeth, you know, because it's just <laughs> great. Yeah, it's, it's just great to have you on. And, and so we can talk about a topic and toss the ideas back and forth. So anyway, you, it's been great to be on. Yeah, thanks, Elizabeth. So you have a great week, and uh, I'll be checking out your podcast on March 14th. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Okay, see you, Elizabeth. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.